This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 12. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. A baker's dozen. <laughs> oh, wait, no. That's no, a different that's, number. That's just a regular dozen. A dozen. <laughs> next week will be a baker's dozen. Excellent. <laughs> we'll save this take for next week, then. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, John. Yeah, hi. We were just talking, and uh, we don't have a lot of shows to talk about this week. But boy, but, we've uh, got some feelings on the shows we do. But what shows we have to talk about uh, are in detailed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I actually want to start with a news item, and then I want to talk about a couple shows that you don't watch, just to get them out of the way. Well, take that spotlight away, Mr. Lavi. <laughs> so just real quick, uh, I don't know if many of you saw this, but apparently, uh, I think I don't know if it's starting uh, beginning of next year or middle end of this year or whatever, but... Netflix will be the only place you can stream Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars stuff. You're not going to be able to stream it on Amazon, HBO, any place else, just Netflix. They've signed an exclusive deal with them. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah. Make that Netflix buck a bit more worthwhile. Well, like, I think the price went up. I remember a year ago now, I got a notification that the monthly fee for Netflix is nine ninety nine. But I was grandfathered until May of 2016 because I've had an account for so long. You look and good for a grandfather, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then I just checked, and I'm actually – it's going to go to 2000. It's going to go to next month. Oh, sorry. I thought I shut that sound off. It's going to go to next month, and um, we're only paying $7.99. But when it goes up to $9.99, I may bump it to $11.99 so we can get four screens instead of two. See, that's what I do right now. Four screens, yeah. plus there are certain things. It's not a lot of them, but there are certain things that you can do in HD uh, with the $11.99 that you can't do with See, the regular. I get HD, but I don't get Ultra HD. Yeah, I get Ultra HD. Yeah, not yeah. that I have an Ultra HD TV, but... Yeah. Right, right, right. But, like, for instance, we're in a scenario tonight where the wife and I were watching, uh, re-watching Hell on Wheels re-familiarizing himself with the first half of season five, seeing how part two starts on June 11th. And then my son was watching something in his room. And so my daughter got, uh, she got, to, she got edged out. Yeah. She got <laughs> edged out because, uh, so she had to go watch Hulu. Oh God. What a childhood. I know. What I know, a deprived child that she has. It's like, I remember when I was a kid, you'd have the, like your favorite videotape that you'd watch over and over again and it would break. And then you'd have to go un you know, take the videotape out. The VHS tape and unscrew it, open it up, carefully tape it together. Maybe you'd have to cut away a little bit where it's too thin, but you just really like tape it together, make sure it's rerun, screw it back together, and then hope it works. And now the biggest dilemma is, oh, it's buffering. Yeah. Or so. the internet's down, so I can't watch my streaming yeah. shows. Yeah. Uh, you guys doing a bunch of stuff on the internet? It's running really slow tonight. <laughs> yeah, such is the dilemmas of childhood these days. Yeah. And um, so I, I'm pretty excited about this. Maybe I'm the only one of, of the two of us. But uh, Miramax and uh, Blumhouse Films are going to be in development of the new Halloween movie. 
and they haven't said if it's going to be a sequel, a reboot, or whatever it is. However, what's cool is John Carpenter is going to be producing it and acting as the creative consultant on the film. Yeah, I mean, that does give it some cred, but I still worry because you and I both really like the first Halloween remake by Rob Zombie. Which is amazing because I thought he was going to do such a terrible job. Right. What I thought he was going to create was what he did create for the second Halloween movie. Exactly. Garbage. I was was very, like... I, I... I didn't like uh, I didn't like House of a Thousand Corpses. Devil's Rejects was okay. Um, I haven't really liked much of what Rob Zombie's done. The Witch movie he did, I didn't care for. This new movie coming out this fall, Thirty One, with all, all the clowns, I'll probably watch it because how, how do you not like a killer clown? Um, but yeah, I was so afraid he was going to destroy the first Halloween movie, and and then he didn't. I really really enjoyed all the backstory he gave to Michael Myers as a child yep. and everything else. But I will say this. I do not like the unrated director's cut. Okay. Because the unrated director's cut has a couple scenes in it that are not in the theatrical version where the reasoning for like in the theatrical version, you had all the security guards that came to get Michael and he just killed them all and escaped. Whereas in the unrated director's cut, he escapes because there's a, a uh, custodian that who helps him out. Well, no, no, it doesn't help him out. There's a custodian who's just basically like a big D bag. And for whatever reason, he and another custodian, not Danny Trejo, who we always respected him, but he and another uh, kind of loser custodian, whatever, take one of the crazy girls and bring her into Michael's room because they want Michael to have sex with her for some reason. And when he just ignores them and continues making his masks, they begin to rape her. And then, for whatever reason, it's like, he's like, oh, okay, well, I can't put up with this. So he kills all three of them, and then that's how he escapes. And the whole scene of all the security guards is completely cut out. It just shows Michael walking out of his cell. And then it cuts to, like, Danny Trejo's character showing up like he does, and he sees, like, the dead bodies laying around. But, yeah, so I, I didn't find that was necessary. I thought that was just rape, I guess, for rape purposes. I didn't feel like it enhanced the storyline. I, I liked the theatrical cut better. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that was a tangent I wasn't planning on. So, uh, SVU, uh, real quick, uh, it was a season finale. It was a good episode. They they killed off the sergeant, Sergeant Dodds, who just started this year as the sergeant <laughs> on the show. So I thought that was kind of odd that because I actually liked him as a character, and they worked all season, it seemed like, building him as a character. And then they had him get got shot in a standoff, and then he stroked out and died. Huh. Yeah. And then now Olivia feels guilty. Why? Did she shoot him? Well, because they went to a, a house and they didn't do a proper pat search on a suspect. Ah. And he produced a gun and created the hostage situation. Gotcha. Yeah. And Olivia, they are already teasing that she had an alcohol problem earlier in the season, so I can see that's exactly where they're going to go beginning of next season. Well, yeah. Like mother, like daughter. Yep. And then I have all kinds of notes on Blind Spot. Uh oh, because I watched like the last four episodes okay. in a row. But I'm just gonna sum it up with I'm not watching this show next year. <laughs> awesome. Why? I don't know. Like, all right. So I can't think of the, the actor's name, but she plays Jane Doe. Yep. And she played Sith on Thor. Jamie Alexander. Okay. 
Really liked her in Thor. Really liked her appearances on on Agents of Shield. I thought she was great. Yep. And then she gets on this show and she has this pathetic, confused, doe-eyed, I don't understand what's going on look on her face the entire time. Yeah. And I just I've been I've been back and forth with this season with this uh show all season. And I was talking to Root about it last night, and even he said that like he's only watched about six episodes or five episodes. He goes, the first like five episodes were really good, and then when he watched episode six, it just got bad. Hmm. And so he hasn't watched any more since then. He he plans on it, he has them, but he just hasn't gotten around to it. And I I advised him last night, you know, just do yourself a favor and don't. Yeah. Because the whole thing, the whole season is about Weller. He's the main uh, FBI agent. Right. And then Jane Doe shows up, of course. She's got all these tattoos on her, and I know we've talked about it. And she is supposed to be this girl named Taylor Shaw, who was a little girl that was in Weller's life. And then he dis- she disappeared, and everyone thought that Weller's dad killed her. Okay. Well, evidently not, because this is her. Even her DNA proved it. Supplies! However, as we find out in the final episode, it's not her at all. Taylor Weller's dad is on his deathbed. He confesses that he did murder Taylor and buried her somewhere. But he never told her where. But don't worry. Weller figured it out after all these years. He figured out where she was buried. Pretty obvious, actually. And why Why he didn't go search. <laughs> the gravestone in the backyard that said, don't look here, son. Pretty much. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like It was just one of those scenarios where it was like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go dig up this one spot of earth. <laughs> of all the spots of Earth it could be, I'm going to dig this one up, and I'm going to find this this skeletal remains. Even though I, I never searched here in the last, like, 25 years, but whatever. And then, of course, Jane Doe finds out from her boyfriend that she doesn't remember that she's not actually Taylor Shaw. And so then the episode ends with Weller arresting her. For what? No, no, no viable charges, actually. Just reads her rights and handcuffs her, and then they, they go to credits. And I was just like, garbage. I'm done. You have to tell somebody why you're arresting them. Yeah, he didn't. He had no reason. You, you like, can't do that. You can't just arrest somebody. They can just walk away. Like, she walks in. She's on the phone trying to call him. She walks in. He's like, my cell phone died. Then he pulls a gun on her and goes, get on your knees and put your hands behind your back. And she's like, don't do this, Weller. And then he starts just reading Miranda rights to her. Wow. That's it. It was it's, just so stupid. It's interesting you mentioned that whole digging up the body thing. And uh, it put me in mind, uh, this season on iZombie, they ran into a problem where they needed to find two dead drug dealers. Yeah. And they knew the general area where they were buried. But it was like a one-acre square type thing. And it was only like two guys who were going to go looking for it. And that took up the good portion of the season. Like, it was multiple episodes that they'd be like, oh, I was out there for another 12 hours last night digging up. And they really made it feel realistic, like, holy crap, you really can't find a body buried in a field as easily as they make it look on TV. Oh, yeah, this is, and that was the thing with Blindspot. It was the same scenario. She was allegedly buried at, allegedly she was, I guess, buried at this campground they used to go to when they were kids. And each campsite had its a weird name to it, and it's the one that they always went to. Camp Crystal Lake? No. Oh. That'd be funny. <laughs> so he goes to this camp, this campground, he goes to the campsite, and he walks like five feet behind the sign that marks the site, mm-hmm. and goes, I'm going to arbitrarily dig right here. 
<sighs> and fi- yeah, so it's that it's that exact scenario where yeah. Yeah, so I kind of like that to hear that at least one show is like, you know what? This sounds like it'd be a lot harder than that. <laughs> yeah. I really felt for the guys in iZombie. I was like, man, that must really suck. You know, they need these bodies, and yeah. they've been going for weeks and weeks at this. Yeah. Uh, well, it's good course, to see that I didn't miss out on anything by yeah. stopping watching that show. Yeah. Of course, Blind Spot got renewed. For another season, dude, it got renewed away. like three episodes yeah, in. Exactly, yeah, and I think that's that's a mistake. They have time, uh, yeah. to Change their mind, I hope. But Limitless look, gets canceled. If you, I know Limitless got canceled. Yeah, we're gonna have Blind Spot again. Garbage. I mean, you look at the ratings for Blind Spot. Like the first few weeks were high, like two and a half. And then all of a sudden, it was almost like episode six on, 1.3, and it never got above there. <laughs> yep. They all the through the end of the season, yeah. They jumped the gun on that one. Sure as heck did. All right, where do you want to go now? What, what, I forgot to ask you the big question. John, what did you watch this week? Uh, stuff and Things. Excellent. Uh, I also watch Stuff and Things. I spent some time catching up on a couple of shows that I was behind on because I had the free time, but why don't we look at uh, Game of Thrones? All right. I just got to find my Game of Thrones notes here. Go ahead. You start us out. Um, well, we finally got back to Littlefinger meeting up with, you know, Sansa and telling her, as he's so good at doing, you know, oh, but it wasn't really my fault. I didn't really do that. I didn't mean to. I didn't know he was going to do all those things to your body. And and we can definitely come and try to help you. And and we can fight alongside you. It was was dumb. Yeah. yeah, Somebody needs to just stab him in the eyeball with a shin bone. Yeah, I would go with that. Um, So we got to see, of course, the big thing of the episode was why Hodor says Hodor. <laughs> God. <sighs> I don't I don't think this I don't think that hit the uh, emotional button on you as it did millions on the internet based on that reaction. Well, I, one of the best things that I saw after that was it talked about Hodor and then it said, "And then let's look. The little tree girl is named Leaf. The main dragon's name is Drogon. Why have we been caring about what George R. R. Martin writes?" <laughs> <laughs> Even J.K. Rowling had more creativity when she did, you know, some of the spells for Harry Potter. And God, Hodor, Hodor, come on. Hold the door. It makes sense now. It makes sense now. It makes sense in the worst possible way. It's it's kind of <laughs> like it, it makes sense. In that same way as when you're a kid and your parents say, by the way, there's no Santa Claus. We've been getting you all those presents. You know, it makes sense. But at the same time, it's such a disappointment that you're like, my life's been a lie. Oh, okay. So growing up, my wife's parents never told her anything about Santa Claus being real. They, they never perpetuated that. Okay. That fairy tale is my wife. refers to it, I guess. And so. She must have been real popular at school. Well, no, she never – they were always told they were not allowed to say anything else other kids believe, and that's up to their parents and them and this and that. Gotcha. And so, like – because even their cousins, like Johnny and Jesse, you know, they full-on believed. And she always stated that when Johnny found out that he was angry because his parents lied to him all that time. It's a valid argument. And I was just like, oh, come on. That's ridiculous. I know when I found out, I wasn't mad at my parents. My brother and I found out by accident, and then we didn't say anything for a few years. 
We just, you know, kept it to ourselves. Right. And uh, so then fast forward, and I accidentally let the cat out of the bag to Canaan when I'm doing the dishes, and he comes over, and he goes to me. Addison says, can I have my chocolate Easter bunny? I got for Easter. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Kane goes, I didn't get an Easter bunny from the Easter. I didn't get an Easter chocolate bunny from the Easter bunny. I went, yes, you did. No, I didn't. I go, yes, you did. He goes, no, I never got one. I said, Kanan, I bought you and your sister the same exact rabbit. You <laughs> ate yours on Easter. I go back to doing the dishes, and all of a sudden it dawns on me what I just said. Nice. And I go, oh. I look over at him. He has this look on his face, like his whole world is crushed. His face is just dropped. He goes, who bought me the rabbit? I'm like, come with me. We go down the basement because I don't want his sister to hear. So we go down the basement. I tell him, you know, we have a discussion. And um, he's angry at me. And he just goes, as he's stomping up the stairs, he goes, I bet you the tooth fairy's not real either. And I went, yeah, you're right. And he slams the door. And I was just like, well, whatever. And then I didn't, he didn't say anything about Santa Claus at that point. That was all about the Easter Bunny. So I go to call his mother to be like, hey, this, by the way, this just happened, just so you know. And that's when she says, well, did he say anything about Santa? And I go, oh, no, he didn't. And then I turn around and look, and he's looking at me through the window because I'm outside. Hold on. <laughs> the little one just came downstairs. I'm going to have to finish this one later. <laughs> that's quite all right. Let's get back to Game of Thrones. Yeah. So anyways, Game of Thrones. So it showed that the um – the tree people, the dryads, were actually the ones that created the White Walkers, I guess? Yeah, yeah, and it was because it helped them fight a war, uh, but we don't see when they lost control of them. Yeah, which I'm assuming was probably pretty early on. I I don't think that it was, you know, they don't seem like the type of army that you could control for a long period of time. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, and then we saw, well, okay, how did, so those spears... That the, uh, the, I can't think of what they're called, the leaf children or whatever, the children of the forest. They were yep. Young. They must have had the dragon glass on the end. You would think so. Well, no, because it killed one of the White Walkers. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I can't think of the girl's name, but when she threw it at him and hit him in the neck and not in the armor, it, right. it killed him. Well, that's the thing. I, I assume what you're saying is true, except for the fact that, like, man knows of only one way to kill a White Walker, which is the Dragon Glass. But these guys created the White Walkers. They might know other ways. Okay. I, I right. don't know. It's, it's Well, the only way we know of is the Dragon Glass, and they never explained what the spear tips were made of. They right. just, you know what I mean? Could have been just lazy writing. Been seeing which, a lot of that lately. <laughs> we have, indeed. We have, indeed. But still, so we're down to three White Walkers and their mm. zombie horde. Right, right. And, um... I mean, what is she and Bran going to do, running off into the blizzard? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out tonight, I realize. At, at least the door get hoed. Yes, the door get hoed. You did uh, hoe door. The, the, uh, then over on the other end, in the uh, over on the beaches of the Salt Throne area, Yeah. the Iron Isles, Yep. We, we've got the quest to be the king or queen or whatever. Yep. That was a little tense. Well, it was. I mean, you had, uh, oh, Reek, I can't think, Ramsey. <laughs> no, not Ramsey. Not Ramsey. Um, Ramsey's the, yeah, the, the general. Yeah, Ramsey's the. <laughs> anyway, uh, it doesn't, Theon. Yeah. Yeah, Theon. We had Theon who just basically said, yeah, my sister should be the queen. She's your actual leader. She's Ironborn. And then they're Which, all like, yeah, okay, let's do it. 
Yeah, and then Uncle shows up, and he's just like, oh, no, I killed him. Yeah. I killed him, and this is why. And then they're like, yeah, you're better. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I, I guess that's how elections work. Whoever makes the best speech is <laughs> riled up the most. Uh, we're seeing that in America right now. Yes, yes we are, actually. <laughs> but his plan was interesting. He wants to build the biggest fleet ever and take it over to Daenerys. Yeah. And bring and her then, back and help her take the Iron Throne, which is interesting. Yeah. It is an interesting theory, but, I mean, how long is it going to take them to make boats? Uh, well, we could ask Irvin, but he's probably in bed by now. I don't know if he likes boats that much, that he knows how to construct one. Hmm. Uh, these guys, this is what they do. They, you know, they yeah, kind of... Think about it. They're going to have to cut all the trees down. they got to cut the lumber down. they got to, you know, I mean, like, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, that's that's not going to take a week to make enough boats for all That's that. true. That's true. I think you're right. I think that it's going to take quite a while. But I think in wars, they plan on that kind of stuff because then it's not like it's going to take them two days to sail over there. I mean, it's going to take months to get from where they are yeah. over to Marine. Yeah, that's true, too. So, Which, I mean, by the way, as long as we're making fun of George R. R. Martin, the, the port city is called Marine. Yep. Oh, God. This guy you know. is starting to drive me nuts. <laughs> but um, I just I don't think we're going to be seeing the uh, the salt thrown there for quite a while now. No, I, I did like how they for a while. I did like how they uh, kind of plunged him into the water and drowned him, threw him up on the beach, and then just left him there to yeah, make sure he came back to life. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting way. We're going to drown him and then see if he's you know we're not going to try to help him after. Yep. I'm just going to wait and see if he helps himself. Oh, and um, let's not forget that this week we also, in the midst of that fight, lost yet another dire wolf. Yeah, now we're down to one. Yep. Snows. <sighs> Which I was surprised they didn't go kill his dire wolf after they murdered him. I know. They, they seem to, this world seems to love killing dire wolves. It's like one of their favorite things to do. The only one left we know of is this Jon Snow, so. Yep. Um,. Yeah, so I wonder where Theon and his sister and all those people are going to go. I'm guessing, well, my guess would be they're going to go to some of the other lords of the north, or maybe they'll go look for Sansa. Maybe Theon's going to say, look, Sansa will help us because I helped her escape. Yeah, but the problem is there's up in the wall, there's no water. No, that's true. The only thing they can think of is where... um, I can't think of his name. I'm, I'm horrible at names on this show. Stannis Baratheon, where yep. his where his kingdom was, or his lair was, or whatever. I mean, that's that's water. Well, don't forget too that she, his sister, already mounted a rescue attempt uh, where Ramsay was keeping him, and where yeah. he was keeping Sansa once before. So yeah, but that was at that wasn't even in Winterfell. That was down at. Uh, Oh, but he did kill the Bolton. He did kill his father. Yeah. So. I think that they're going to find some place to put in harbor, and they're going to head out and look for. It's just wherever they go, like, they're not going to be able to, um, like, they, they have more enemies, I think, than they have friends. So I, I think oh, they're yes. going to have a hard time finding a port of call to go to. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know. I don't know why I'm all of a sudden interested in that so much. <laughs> um, and then we also had uh, Jorah finally shows his arm, his little stone arm there to Daenerys, and she's like, yes. I command you to go find the cure, yeah. and then come back to me. Yeah. 
So. Well, that's one way to handle somebody who's like overly zealous. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder, what do you think this uh, in this episode coming up? Khaleesi's going to get back to uh, back to her kingdom, find out what uh, find out what they've done in her absence. I think that it'll be a two episode thing because I think this episode she's got all the. Um, Dothraki, and it'll be like her trying to keep them in line or something. You know, there's going to be a little turmoil type thing moving them towards Marine. And I mean, how's she going to get them back there, anyways? They have horses. They well, have the, well, yeah, horses. but I mean, the harpies burn their fleet. Yep. Yeah, we don't really know. Like Drogon the dragon. Uh, uh, flew her away from there amidst the turmoil, but we don't really know if he flew her across the sea or just to a different part of that land. Yeah, it's true. I'm trying to picture the map in the opening credits because they kind of show us and the let, flow of things. And I let me guess, you're remember. singing the song in your head while you're doing it. It's a great theme song. It's very catchy. <laughs> but they were seen leaving on foot the land. Yep, that's so. true. Huh. Oh, well, I guess we'll find out. Yes, we will. And let's see what else. Oh, you know, I read this online. I didn't think about it until I read it online. But it's kind of true. So you have um, the Lannister king there, right? The, mm-hmm. the boy. Yep. And his sister was murdered. Yep. Right? So he has no heir. He has no kids himself. And Correct. And he has no other siblings. So if something were to happen to him... You know, his mother can't become queen. Right. So it doesn't work that way. So I wonder what, so, I mean, is that going to be addressed at all, I wonder, on the show? Or are they just going to, like, ignore what's happening there and just... They'll probably ignore what's happening there and make sure that he doesn't die. Yeah. That's my really, guess. It's the only thing they can do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So anyway... This week we also saw the uh, season finale of Gotham, fortunately. Oh, yes. You know what I found odd is they keep having Marina, uh, I can't think of her last Baccarin. name. Baccarin. Baccarin, thank you. Her name in the opening credits. Yeah. The last few episodes, even though she hasn't been seen. Right. Like for this half of the season, her name is still in the credits. Yeah, which is kind of odd. Yeah. Like, I thought she was just kind of like a special guest star. And yeah, I keep, I keep, yeah, exactly. But yeah, she's getting some sort of top billing of it all. Well, that's because Jim Gordon's going to go look for her. He's got to go look for Lee. I'm kind of tired of him talking like this all the time with everything that's happening. Yeah. And uh, seeing him, like, seeing that actor pretending to be him, you know, being the clay face guy and pretending to be yeah. Jim Gordon, the, yeah. the gravelly voice was even worse. I wanted to punch him. Right, he was like doing a caricature of himself to the point of it's like, all right, do you realize how ridiculous you are? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you finally going to stop doing this because you realize, wow, I sound like a douche? But no, no, he's probably going to still be that gruff and tumble guy. Yeah, most likely. So uh, I just found that odd too. Um, Gotham finale, really the best part of it was uh, Enigma. Of course, he is the best. Yeah, he was really the best part of it for me. Um, I know it ends with uh, him going off to find Lee. Yep. And I guess that's commendable, respectable, whatever you want to call it. Fish Mooney's out there again, still somewhere now. With her power of grilled cheese. Yeah, with her power of forcing people to do things by with her touch. 
I did find it funny that they were looking at the bomb and she started talking about water. And so they went, of course, they went and poured water on it, shorted out. And then she's like, I need a drink of water. Yeah. I did, I did find that to that be That was rather funny. abusing, yep. Yeah, I did find that to be a little funny. Um, but Gotham did a thing again, which is they've done since the start of the show, was they make this big, huge, almost like insurmountable feeling moment, and then they just blow it right away instantly. Yep. And again, not to sound like a broken record, but we've been seeing a lot of that lately in shows. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so Hugo Strange, his plan is kind of unraveled, but kind of not. Um, is he dead? Uh, he's not dead. I thought he was dead. I actually wrote my note, Strange is dead, and then the very next line, or not. Because he blew up, but then he didn't really blow up, I guess. Mm-hmm. And now we've got the Court of Owls to deal with, because, you know... Let's just bring every bit of Batman mythology into the show. Right. You know, that they've been doing over, what, 75 years? Yeah. Good God. Yeah. And Batman's not even Batman yet. Yeah. So. Why can't they just go back to having, like, a villain of the week? Right. Um, and let us have fun with it. It's making me angry. That or they need to really rapidly age and get Batman yes. on the show. But that's the thing is, I don't. I don't think Gotham will ever have Batman on the show. I don't think that they will either. In fact, I think they said that when they first started out. They said that, you know, this is not a show about Batman. This is a show about Jim Gordon. Right. But it's a show about Jim Gordon and a young Bruce Wayne and every villain he's ever faced so far. Yeah. Yep. Except they're all apparently 15 years older than <laughs> Yeah, him. not age appropriate. Right. So no wonder when he became Batman and really came into his own at 30, he's beating the crap out of all these 50-year-olds. Right. You know, because they're 50. Um, uh, it bugged me. It, uh, oh, one thing that I did like in this, though, was yeah. uh, Penguin having the head of, I believe, his stepmother mounted on a pike. Okay, yeah, that was weird. And he's like, how does this look right here? And Mark was <laughs> like, um, maybe that's not the best spot for that. <laughs> It was really nice. That, and I liked the uh, Firefly versus Freeze fight. That was kind of yes. cool. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of end on a weird, um, twisty, cliffhangery WTF moment when yeah. the bus of freaks, you know, overturns and they're all kind of walking away and we get little glimpses. Ooh, maybe that's Killer Croc. Maybe that's somebody else. Maybe the Joker's in there. Yeah. But then that one person we get a clear view of his face and it looks just like bruce wayne with long hair yeah why yeah i don't get that one either what are they trying to do i swear to god if they're trying to do some kind of hush thing this early on i'm going to be very 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 mad and i have a feeling that a few batman fans out there would be very 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 mad as well well they most likely are <sighs> I mean, look at look at the rate with which they've brought everything else in like you, you, like you just said a couple few minutes ago. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me. That would be very terrible. That would be a, a killing blow. Not a killing joke. A killing <laughs> blow. That's exactly what I thought of when you said that. So I'm, I'm good with Gotham. Yep. Yep. I'm done with that for the season. So. What do you want to uh, talk about next? Well, let's, let's. Do we want to talk about like. Flash or Arrow, and then Supernatural, and then the other, just to break them up a little bit. Let's do that. Let's go with Flash, the lesser of two evils. Oh, see, I 
I have, yeah. I have some notes on Flash that works. Yeah. Um, and, and let's go on record again as saying that the two of us have both pledged allegiance to Flash. We both love Flash. Absolutely love this show. One of the favorite shows. You know, it's usually the benchmark that we use for comparing other shows. You know, this show is just as good as Flash or not as good as Flash. But holy God, did this show go downhill in the second half of this season. I was, well, okay, I will say this. I enjoyed the episode up until the end. Like, this wasn't even like, like my wife just recently watched Nashville, and she said, I would have been very happy if they hadn't had the last 15 seconds of that show, where it's been canceled. It's you know? funny, because for me, it was the opposite. For me, the only redeeming part was the last, like, five minutes of the episode. Really? Yep. So tell See, me what you liked in the beginning. Well, I just, I didn't mind the episode at all. Okay. You know, like, as far as, like, you know, um... Drugging Barry and locking him away because his friends think that he's a little too cocky? Well, I... Okay, so, all right. I get why they did it, because Barry's mind wasn't in the right place, and how else are they going to stop him? He's the Flash. You know, he can pretty much do what he wants to do. Apparently, all they'd have to do is threaten to harm one of his friends or family members, and he'll just stop doing everything, because that's what Zoom's been doing for the past few episodes, and it works oh. pretty well. Oh, well, no, because that's the thing, is Zoom has threatened that, oh, I'm going to murder your, all your friends and family if you don't race me, and but racing Zoom is what's going to destroy the world, destroy yeah. the multiverse. So why the hell would he race him? Well, I'll just stop him. Well, you can't stop him. You <laughs> haven't been able to stop him yet, man. So I completely understand where they're like, we need to do something. This kid's crazy. And we, you know. So I totally, that's why I, I totally get it. When Joe couldn't talk him out of it, they drugged him and locked him up, which is what they needed to do, honestly, because Barry's thought is like, well, I don't want, I don't want him to hurt my friends or family. So these select eight people I want to be safe, but I'll just go ahead and risk destroying every world in the universe, multiverse killing billions of people. None of them drugged him and stopped him from giving away his speed to Zoom earlier, which was probably an even more catastrophic thing. It, it, you know, it definitely was not a very smart thing to do, either. Because, again, he was giving up his speed to save one person. Right, right. And then it was so blatantly obvious when they were going to blast Zoom back into the... Uh, into the other, back into his earth, that mm -hmm. he was going to grab Joe, who was staying too close. Yeah, who actually wasn't even standing too close, but still was standing too close. Right, yeah, but he basically said, oh, here's my arm. Yep. <laughs> hey, he you need a hostage? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. Um, so, the, yeah. the The scheme, though, this is the thing that gets me. This is why I think Flash failed in this Okay, so in the first season, we had, as we've said before, we had the villains of the week, sometimes two or three weeks, yep. and we had the underlying threat that was very ominous and mysterious in the beginning. Nobody knew what was going on, and we kept getting little peaks of it. And it wasn't until, like, very late in the season that we really knew who the reverse Flash was, and by then, they couldn't stop him. So it was great. This season... There have barely been any monsters of the week, and it's all been this stupid zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. You know, the season, actually, sorry, the season started off kind of strong with the monsters of the week. Zoom, yes. sending them over here to kill Bear. We were enjoying yes. it. It was good. And, and then and once. Then the second half. Yeah, the second half, it was just like all zoom all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was his big nemesis. Yeah. Obviously, and they had a long story to tell. And so it took a few episodes to get there. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. His, uh, it, got, it got old. 
They need to mix it up more. They need it, to have like yeah. absolutely. That's why uh, the Runaway Dinosaur was such a refreshing twist for me because yes. it was different. And it was fun. And yes, I hated the zombie version of Girder, but it was still different. You know, it felt yeah. more like season one Flash than season two Flash. And can we just talk about how dumb Zoom's plan really was? And how, like you said earlier, everybody, or at least Barry, was kind of okay with it. They well, they knew what he was doing. It wasn't like it was a secret. It wasn't like he said, we're going to race and this insidiously behind the scenes, you know, has this track set up so that it's going to charge up and then everybody goes, oh my god, now we realize what he's doing. They knew it. Yeah. Right. It They're like, by the way, you got a bomb, don't you? And he's like, yeah, you got me, but let's race anyway. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. What is wrong with these people? I mean, until they revealed that their race was going to power this bomb, the race made sense because Zoom was obsessed with speed, uh-huh. obsessed with being the fastest person. So yep. them racing made sense. But then when he says, they even said on the show, "Oh, what well, makes sense? He would want to do that because he's obsessed and he's you know so exactly. blah blah blah." But then when they revealed the ulterior motive, it was just like <laughs> that's just stupid. They, Barry, the only way that we can power up this device that will destroy every other alternate universe is for yeah. both of us to run as fast as we can. Okay, simple enough. I'll put a gun to my head, and there you go. Now you'll never be able to destroy the other ones. It, it was. It was crazy. It was ludicrous. Like, if he had said, I'm going to do it anyway, whether you help me or not, and it will destroy the universes, then that's one thing. But the fact that it needed both of them, just yeah. it made it so ridiculous to me. Yeah. Now, um... So anyway, they have their thing. Now we so get I, yeah. I kind of didn't like how Zoom revealed how he was making it, how he was able to make a time remnant. Yeah. And then... Barry instantly figured out how I was going to do that in the same episode. Uh, yep. Like, it would have been better if they would have done the time remnant thing a few episodes ago. Maybe they talked about it and then Barry pulled it off. Well, it almost just seemed like, oh, Zoom can do this thing. Oh, that's kind of neat. I wonder if I can do it. I can! They did talk about time remnants earlier, remember? When he fooled them all by punching Jay as Zoom through the breach? Well, no, because he, no, that wasn't. That, that was a time remnant. No, that was actual J. No, Remember that was he went back in time and got a different got a, a different J. Yes, who yes. agreed to do it, and then he killed him. So it wasn't a time remnant. That's what they call the time remnants, though. It's when they come out of sync with their time by pulling him forward out of his own time. The the quote unquote J. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. All right, but still the same. Yeah, this was dumb to me. Yeah, because they hadn't mentioned it for several episodes, and then suddenly it's like, oh, and by the way, I can do this now. Right. It's 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 kind of like you know previously on mm-hmm. when they show something and you're like, oh, we haven't seen that person forever. He's going to be on this episode. Think about when Barry learned to throw lightning and how much yes. he had to practice and train to do that. Exactly. I would think the same would have to happen with this. Yep. But I said would too. Got it like that, and apparently they had enough time to have a conversation where that time remnant was like, I will kill myself. Yep. Essentially, I will run fast. And that's the other thing. Did his did he run so fast that he broke apart like trajectory? Or do you think it was from the the machine broke him apart? I think that they said that it was because he was running that fast around the machine and the so energy the from the machine. Broke, energy from the machine, the counteract the energy from the machine is what broke apart. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. That makes more sense. I must have missed that line. So then we come to the end. 
that you didn't like and that I did like. And we had the two big twists. All right, so I didn't like that Barry went back in time and saved his mom. Okay. Setting up the Flashpoint. Because essentially it's Flashpoint, yes. Yes. Yes, and that's I do have notes on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand why they would want to do that. I mean, for those of people that don't know, Flashpoint was a uh, 2011 a comic book crossover. And essentially, I mean, this is how I summed it up, John. If you can go into it better, please do. But essentially, yep. it merged DC, Vertigo, and Wildstorm Earths into one Earth. So they could possibly, this would be the way they can bring back Snart and even Laurel Lance if they wanted to. Yep. Uh, and and that's what's going to be interesting is whether or not it's going to have an impact on Legends right. of Tomorrow, Arrow, and even Supergirl. Because, well, see, that's the other thing. That's how they could also pull Supergirl into this universe as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Because, like, all right, so we learned that the guy in the Iron Mask was Jay Garrick, the yes. real Jay Garrick, yes. and that he's Harry Allen's doppelganger. From Earth 3 From or Earth. whatever Earth it is. Yeah. Well, no, he said Earth 3. He goes, yep. I guess he would call it Earth 3. Yep. So, is that the same? That is that must not be the same Earth that Supergirl's on then, right? Because she had never heard of a Flash. Exactly. So now we've established that there's at least, you know in the multiverse there's at least four Earths on the TV show now. Right. Yeah. Because technically there's an infinite number, but on the TV show we've Correct. at least got four. Right. But they haven't established that. Like, and they've established that Earth One, as it stood before Barry went back in time and changed everything, was the nexus point where all the other ones connect. Exactly. So, Barry going back in time and saving his mom Mm -hmm. and essentially stopping Eobarthon. Yes. That makes that Thon never went and killed Harrison Wells. Yep. Barry never grew up without his mother and father, which means he may never have become a forensic scientist, which means that the original... may never become Flash. Right, because the original particle accelerator explosion happened in 2020, I believe, but... That's why uh, Eobard Thong came back and wanted to set it off early. Correct. Then you have, all right, so as Cisco and Caitlin may not be involved with Star Labs and everything else involved to it. Right. I mean, like, there's a lot of, I mean, there's... And Ronnie this, may have never become Firestorm. Exactly. And so how's that going to affect Legends tomorrow next season? Right. So this is why I kind of was annoyed by it, because I think it either they're going to go into it way too much... And make it very convoluted and complicated and like it should be because it is. I mean, if you think about it, you're messing with the timeline. I mean, listen, name, think of all the things we just named that could change or be altered. And they rightfully should be because mm-hmm. of it. However, now, being a TV show, I feel like they're just going to half-ass it. I think... And- it's going to be nonsensical, and they're just going to do the quick things they need to do, and they're just going to try and tie it up in a bow. I don't think it's going to be a season-long thing like it should be. I mean, that should run the entire season next year, but then that affects all the other shows as well, so I don't see them doing that. See, here's where it's interesting. Yeah. Because in the Flashpoint comics, Barry it starts off with Barry not knowing where he is. He wakes up and his mother's there and he's like, why is my mother here? And he's not the flash and he doesn't know why. And it's not revealed until much later on that this is what happened, that he went back in time and stopped his mother from being murdered. Um, He just thinks that he's in some alternate earth. There's all kinds of things like Bruce Wayne is the one that died. So his father became Batman and his mother became the Joker. Um, 
there's a big war raging across the earth between Themyscira and uh, Atlantis. And so Wonder Woman and Aquaman and all of their armies are just destroying countries everywhere. So you're right. This could be a massive thing if they wanted to do it. But the one thing that's different here in the TV show is that we've now got a Barry Allen who knows what he did. Right. You know, we saw the other Barry fade out, the one that was hiding, the one that wasn't going to stop him. So yes. we've seen that that timeline was erased. So we've now got a Flash who knows what happened, we we assume, yeah. who can now time travel to the future, quote-unquote future, and see what's become of the Earth since he made that change. And there will be another Barry Allen living there who is just a normal guy, we assume. So do you think they're going to really simplify it even more by having this Barry go to the future in that episode, see how everything's changed, so everything's different, and then he's going to go back in time again and stop nope. Thon from killing his you know, I, stop himself from stopping Thon from killing his mother? My hope is that we get at least six episodes. I'd love to see half a season or maybe even a full season, but I'm hoping at least six episodes of him trying to make sense of this, trying to adapt to the world, and maybe even... Uh, heaven forbid we get, we get this as a giant reset to the entire DC universe on TV. You know, maybe we get Supergirl as part of this mixed universe. Maybe yeah. we get Arrow reset back to the way that we liked it in the first season before it went all this season and it's absolute garbage. Maybe we could actually have some kind of world that throws out the past two seasons. I don't know. I mean, it'd be a pretty elaborate TV crossover event mm -hmm. to pull this off, you know, thoroughly, especially with Legends of Tomorrow being a factor in there. Right. And, I mean, they would have to punish the Time Master, he would recognize the timeline's been messed up so he could head over, you know, like that would make sense for him to be on Flash at that point. Yep. And it is a way to bring Supergirl into the fold. Yep. If they want to just integrate her world with the rest of the universe and everything. So, I mean, but it would be so elaborate because this would have to cross so many different shows. It would have to yes. cross four different shows. Yep. And those shows would have to run a unison, and then you would have to watch. See, this is the thing. It's becoming a complicated comic book crossover event that always pisses me off when I was a kid because my parents would never buy me all the other crossover <laughs> issues. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, no, you read Spider-Man, you get Spider-Man, but I need to buy X-Men to see what happened. No, yep. I'm not buying you. You know what I mean? And like, that's where the problem is going to be because that's the same problem that we get with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. is that they refuse to have too much to do with each other because, as they say, well, not everybody watches S.H.I.E.L.D., so we don't want to bring them into the Cinematic Universe and have people be confused. Right. There's no need of that. We're all grown-ups. We're all fans. Let us have our geeky moments. You know, in that, if that's the case, don't give us Easter eggs. You know, yeah. don't drop the... Uh, the Flash of Two Worlds reference in this last one, you yes. know, where, we, where the geeks among us go, ooh, that's so cool, that was the comic, and the rest of the world just goes, okay, well, that was a line. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it would be a pretty fantastic, you know, television event, in my opinion, if they did do this big crossover with these four different shows and had this big elaborate storyline. Which they the did say like, they're going to do. Well, I mean, but like for the first like four episodes of oh, next yeah. season, let's just say, or something, they have all four of those shows. So you have 16 episodes. Yes. Uh, that would make this a pretty fantastic storyline. And then that still gives you, you know, another 18 episodes for each show for yep. the rest of the season to tell their own stories. Right. I mean, that would be pretty amazing. I mean, the showrunners are the same for all four shows. Yes. 
Yes, they are. So, I mean, it's not like they don't talk to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Guggenheim's got his fists in everything there, you know? You know, and if you go over to, like, the Netflix world with Daredevil and Jessica Jones and and Luke Cage and the Defenders and... Iron Fist. And and Iron Fist and a Punisher now. Yep. Those are all interlocked together. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, if they can do it over there... If they pull that off next season and they really do do something like that with all four shows, that would be that would be amazing. It would. And I really hope that they do something to do it justice because this was uh, – Kevin Smith actually went on record because he did the third to the last episode. And he said that he got a sneak peek at what they were doing for the last two episodes. And yeah. he said the same thing we did. He was like – if they're going to do this, they need to commit to it, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. But if they don't commit to it, it's going to be garbage. I think my biggest fear is that they're just going to—they're just going to half-ass it, and it's just not going to be good. Right. It's not going to be as good as it could, or not be as good as it should, because they're just going to kind of gloss over everything or rush through it, and it's just not. I mean, I would love to see it be amazing, but I—I I just fear. I have the fear that they're not going to do it justice. I'm going to keep some positive thoughts because I have to because yeah. it, it's oh, got to make it great again. Make Flash great again. <laughs> and we can get Trump to wear that hat. Right. Yeah. So anyway. Trump on our podcast. <laughs> so Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah, let's talk about Supernatural real quick. I say real quick, but it's not possible. Possible. Oh, God. Great English. So we had another season finale, of course. Yep. I actually watched this one because I was bored and had nothing better to do. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things that happened in this entire episode is you have Chuck and Rowena sitting there talking about their kids. Yep. How kids act. And then it cuts over to Crowley, who just says, I'm so glad the world is ending. (laughs) Mark Shepard is my hero. Yeah, he's pretty him. awesome. I mean, then, I mean, like, okay, Mark Shepard, just real quick. Think of all the awesome shows as he has been in, in his career. X-Files, Firefly, Leverage, The Supernatural. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. I mean, he is Firefly. like... I said Firefly. Okay. That's the second show I said. I said X-Files, Firefly. Well, he was that good in it that he needed to be in it twice. That's true. But, I mean, like, he... He's like a fanboy geek's favorite actor, practically, because he's been in all these different shows that are just amazing cult-following shows. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, essentially what it comes down to is like they have really spread the message in this episode that they've spread through the entire series. This show is about family and the mm-hmm. importance of family. And the family of, you know, Sam and Dean, or when their dad was around, and everything else, and Kaz's family, and Bobby, and everything else. The big factor that has always held them all together is, is family. And essentially, that's God and Amara. They're having relationship issues. They're strange siblings. And then they put the effort to try and fix the relationship, and now everything's okay. Yep. So, I think for the first time ever... The show did not end with essentially the apocalypse. (laughs) The one time it really should have. Yeah, the one time it really should have, it didn't. Instead, it just kind of ends with, thank you for helping us realize that we, you know, we really love each other. We just have problems communicating that to each other. But now we've talked and we're just going to go away for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Oh, and then, you know, Sam gets 
allegedly shot by the uh, woman of letters. From London. From London. Which, by the look on her face after she pulled the trigger, there's nothing wrong with Sam. She's probably like, I just shot you and you're fine. Right. Well, because most likely Sam and Dean are now protected by God. Or she shot him in the leg or something. Mm, I don't even think she did that. I think she's, I think, and no one's ever been shot in the leg on that show. Everyone gets shot in the chest. But then there was an even bigger twist at the end. I guess I, oh, yes. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> Speaking Sam's, of family. Yeah, Sam and Dean's mom's back. Supposedly. Allegedly, yeah. And, and why is she back, but he's not? Oh, yeah, that's right, because Jeffrey Dean Morgan is being Negan on The Walking Dead, and they couldn't get him back. Well, that, and, you know, he's in hell. <laughs> God and the darkness could probably pull a few strings, especially considering, didn't you say last episode they destroyed Lucifer? Mm, yeah, that was, yeah, okay, so Crowley's definitely got to be the king of hell now, because... Well, no, because all they said was, because remember, Kaz was okay. You saw that. Yes. And all he said was, she ripped him from my body. Where is he? I don't know. Right. So he could be out there finding another vessel. Exactly. So he's out there somewhere, probably. We could see Mark Pellegrino again. Probably. I enjoyed him. Yep. I'm glad Kaz is Kaz again. I didn't care for that. But still, now we're going into the next season, and the big mystery is going to be what happened to Sam. And then Dean and his mom. Those two items are not going to carry a season. No, no, they're not. Because usually at the end of the previous season, it always sets up for what the big mythology storyline is going to be for the next season. They didn't do that. I feel like they don't know what they're going to do next season. I don't think that they do either. I feel like they don't have any idea because they're like, okay, we just had a whole season with God and his sister. And I don't know how we top this. <laughs> because them revealing that men of letters still exist over in England, it's not a big, ooh. Right. It's not a big selling point, you know. Uh, Sam and Dean's mom coming back, not a big selling point unless there's something wrong with her or I, I don't know. Right. And she doesn't look like she's aged. Nope, but she's still wearing a nightgown apparently. She's still got the damn nightgown she burnt to death on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that just goes to show die in some nice clothes. Yes, exactly. Always prepare to be dead by wearing your nicest clothes. Maybe that's why they dress people in a suit when they die before they... Could be. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. So anyways... Um, Arrow. Yeah, that's pretty much it for me for Supernatural. I mean, the show's all about family. The end. It's been about family <laughs> and learning to talk to your siblings is what's solved the big problem. Yeah. Unlike real life. Unlike real life, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, I did find uh, it was odd, though, when Dean volunteered to be the super bomb to kill Amara. Yep. And Sam, you know, he didn't he didn't do the, oh, uh, you can't do this <laughs> right? speech. You know I mean, like, that didn't happen. He just kind of gave a very feeble, you don't have to do this, you know. Yep. But you like, kind of do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like the token you don't have to do this buddy but you gotta do because it's the only way we're all not gonna die right all right arrow arrow so this is my first note about arrow i just want to read this out loud oh god if felicity gets the people of star city to have hope and arrow so we can stop the darkness i'm never watching this show again well i guess you're gonna be watching the show again because it wasn't felicity 
<laughs> That's exactly what happened. One word off. It was. Uh, I want to first. I want to say how much I hated this episode. I mean, hated, hated, wanted to spit with this episode. And apparently, I'm not alone in this. I was doing some research online, and it turns out that even the Arrow subreddit, you know, r slash Arrow, where they talk about all the episodes and all the fans gather. Uh, as soon as this episode aired, the admins went on there and rebranded it to a Daredevil page. Really? Yes. They were that pissed off at Arrow and what it has become. And they said, no more. Will this be an Arrow page? We're all about Daredevil now. Wow. Daredevil was amazing this season, but that's really only because of John Barathal's Punisher character. No, no. I think there was a lot. I mean, Electra was weak, but anyway. Anyways. Doesn't matter. We're talking about Arrow. Daredevil was awesome. Arrow had so much garbage in it. I didn't. I just didn't like this episode at all. It, it was a Staten Island mess. Yeah. I mean, disgusting. The, I don't even know where to begin. Um, the, the okay, what you were just saying, the the rallying yeah. the people. So yeah. we're down in Arrow headquarters, and we're told yeah. that there's 27 minutes left before the first missile, because 15,000 nuclear missiles were launched across the globe, and they're going to hit everywhere and nuke the entire world. Yeah, yeah, but they managed to stop all but one, again, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah, the one that's coming so, for Star City. No, 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 they were I mean, all no. still coming, but one of them was coming faster. Yes, it was City. launched closer. That's yeah. right, it was launched so closer. So they have 27 minutes to yeah. to stop this missile. So Oliver decides, I'm going to go into the middle of one part of one street and stand on a taxi and inspire the people around me by saying, we're all awesome and we're good and we should do good stuff and, and rally behind me. And as I was telling my sister when I was comparing this, I said, let's think about, okay, Star City is a big city. Let's say Augusta. Let's say I went up to the Sears parking lot and rallied the people who were within earshot of me. That is not going to count for the entire city of Augusta. That is not going to count for even a partial population you forget, of Augusta. You forget it was on the local news and the radio live. Yes, Yes, because I'm sure that all the looters and rioters in all the other parts of the city were like, let's take a moment. Let's watch this TV show. Th this seems like a good message. <laughs> I'm so, just saying. So 27 minutes left, and he's like, yeah. I'm going to go inspire people. And then Curtis, who gets knocked down and has internal bleeding, but then suddenly is like quippy and fine and running around on rooftops. And Felicity yeah, that, that was interesting, yeah. use a radar gun to disarm and reroute a nuclear warhead. Yeah. And where did that one go? That's what I said. That was one of my notes. Yeah. Where did it go? They're like, oh, yeah. we tricked it into thinking it already detonated. And it flew off. Where? To where? Because it's going to hit the ground eventually. And when yep. it does, there's a chance... It may explode. Bad stuff's going to happen. It probably won't be nuclear, but it no. will explode, or it'll lay there, and then somebody's got a nuclear warhead. I mean, right? Yeah. So I was that was my big note. I was like, where did it go? Yeah. At least show us it crashed into the ocean. And we're still doing flashbacks to the island for some god ungodly reason. I don't <laughs> that, know what that, this that, serves anymore. It's seriously, it's got to be over by now, right? I mean, it has to be. Because she finally, you know, Amanda Waller shows up and gives him his crate with all of his arrow gear, and she's like, you could stay here, and he's like, I'm going to try something else. So I'm hoping that that means we're done with the flashback. I mean, because we, we do remember back in the first season when it opens up, he's pretty much in a loincloth with a homemade bow, and he signals the boat. Yeah. That rescues him. Yep. And takes him back. I mean, like, we've got to be at that point by now. We have to. 
and another thing. He broke the chick's neck, and then everyone said, you killed her, and they all have guns, and they very <laughs> easily listen. Well, no, she was evil because of that thing. Oh, okay, cool. What do we do now? Apparently, Oliver can inspire anybody just by talking. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're the most trustworthy person in the world. Yeah. So then the Arrow Cave gets attacked yeah. and shot up, and our intrepid band of plucky heroes takes out every armed member of the Ghost Squad. Because yep. bullets mean nothing when you have fists and arrows. Correct. Correct. And don't forget, Thea threatened to kill a small child. Oh, yes. Yes, that with was one a, of the highlights. Arrow to her throat. But not even to her throat. It was like six inches away. Yeah. Dark can move objects. He could have force choked her and pulled his daughter yeah. over and then stabbed Thea remotely yeah. with the arrow 16 times. But instead he's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. My superpowers apparently aren't working right now. Well, that was the other thing, too. Like, okay, so everyone had hope in Oliver, who was Arrow. So they technically had hope in Arrow. Mm-hmm. Even though you know they had, <laughs> even though it was Oliver, they had the hope in for that so, other guy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So the hope that they had counteracted Dark's power against Oliver, not everybody else. Right. You notice that? Yeah. And yet he doesn't use the power against, except the one time where he pushes them down with a force <laughs> push. He doesn't do anything else with his powers other than like I'm just going to fist fight Oliver now. Yes. And and not try to kill everybody else. Instead. In one of the lamest fist fights ever. Remember, I was a member of the League of Assassins. Okay, let's punch okay. each other in the face a lot. So I remember going back when Oliver had his first big showdown fight with Razagul. Oh, yes. How terrible that fight was. Oh, yes. He got owned, like destroyed. Yeah. In like two minutes. Yep. Like, this was that fight just longer. I mean, yeah. like, it wasn't. Again, this show has had some great action scenes, some great fight sequences, and yet two very pivotal ones were garbage. Yes. Yes. And And I wonder why that is. And that's the thing is, in the middle of that, these two are beating up on each other, and then he's going to win, and then the citizens rally because, hey, it worked on Supergirl, and everybody goes, hey, you leave him alone. This is is Star City. We love him. Same showrunners. Yep. And we he love this vigilante. <laughs> and Dark knocks them all back, but then yeah. they all get up and they're like, yeah, we've got fists. And he goes, oh, okay, I brought friends too. And what, like 60 ghosts show up? Yeah, and, and none of them if, have guns this time, apparently. <laughs> and uh, I saw some of them that did, but they didn't fire them. They just ran forward and went into fisticuffs mode. They must have been out of ammunition. Or just it was the dumbest thing in the entire world because they were trying to, like, what, recreate Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Rises Bane Maybe. versus Batman fight? I don't know. And then you have, uh, you know, um, Oliver takes an arrow on the shoulder, and yeah. then, but then Dark doesn't fight anybody else. He just kind of stands there yeah. waiting for him to recover and come back at him. Yeah. And let's talk about Dark's powers, okay? Because you were just touching upon that a minute ago. So Dark has the power to, you know, telekinesis and and suck life out of people and stuff like that. But then he oh, just yeah, goes the hacker all... guy that didn't make any sense that we didn't care about. Right. He killed him tele- you know, with with he killed him telepathically. He's impotent. He's yeah. like, oh, my powers aren't working now, but I can kill this guy from miles away without even looking at him just by right. thinking about it. Very inconsistent. And he gets his power by death. Okay? So why isn't he getting more powerful every day when random people die across the globe? True. 
because he got his power. They say, oh, he got powered up by those tens of thousands of people who died in the nuke. Well, that was miles and miles and miles away. Why didn't, instead of force pushing all those citizens down, why didn't he just collectively kill them all and then absorb their power? Right. Thus making him more powerful to turn around and fight Oliver. Right. And guess what? All those people that had hope in him that was giving Oliver the power from their hope, they're dead. Yeah. They don't have hope in anything anymore. <laughs> That's right. And then See? Oliver's dead, and then the world is dead. The exactly. End. Exactly. The, Loopholes. The, the and then the flashpoint changes everything. Right. See, <laughs> the problem here and I was talking to my sister about this too, is, you know, it's the whole Avengers thing. You know, you watch like Iron Man 3 or Captain America or whatever, and you're like, why didn't they call in the Avengers? Why didn't they have the Avengers come in? Well, you know, they can't have them come in for every fight. But in this case, 15,000 nuclear warheads launched across the globe is a global extinction event. At that point, you're calling in the Legends of Tomorrow. You're calling in the Flash. You're calling in anybody you can get your hands on. It was ridiculous to think that he was not reaching out to other people. They made this event too big. The writers made this too large. They made it too catastrophic. There's no reason. This should have been a crossover. Well, but that's the thing too. I mean, they're, they're, they're in point. uh, It gives my, my worry about how they're going to handle flashpoint. Right. Because there's another scenario right there. Flashpoint needs to be a crossover event. They've already established these worlds are, all connected. So this needs to be a crossover, and at the very least with Arrow and with Legends. And yet, you have this, like you said, they don't even mention on Flash anything about nope. nuclear warheads being launched all around the world. Which, wouldn't you want to call in the fastest man alive for something like that? You would. That, I mean, because that would be on the news. Not only that, but it kind of affects him, too. Exactly. So there, therein lies my... I fear of how they're going to handle Flashpoint. Yes, because it's ridiculous to think yeah. that this was isolated to Star City. Yeah, I, no, I, absolutely. I can't absolutely. abide it. And now we uh, we end on a sad note. Thea's going to go away and try to find herself. Yeah, Thea's going to find herself. Lance Diggle, is going to go on vacation. Diggle abandons his family and rejoins the military yeah, because yeah. He, he didn't like the fact that he killed his brother, so he's going to go kill other people. Right, That doesn't. that makes no sense whatsoever. And Oliver is made mayor because they liked his speech so much. Yeah, and he got he was forty percent writing candidate anyway. So, right. It, I wanted I just I wanted to vomit, and I'd been sick recently, so it wasn't beyond my ken. But yep. I really wanted to vomit at the you end know, of this episode. What was really weird was there was no big push for next season at all. Nope. Literally, we're going to be starting cold. I hope so. I hope we reset the you know, whole I mean, thing. But Legends got a big push, you know, with our man showing up. Flash, obviously, we've discussed that in great detail. Yep. You know, even Agents of Shield. You know, Coulson's no longer the director. The director of Shield. We don't know who is. I hope Hunter Fury's down back Daisy in charge now. Huh? I hope Fury's back in charge. Oh, that'd be cool. He needs to come back. But you know, yeah, like nothing every, big for Arrow. Yeah, or every show that is coming back next year that we kind of watch and cover. And we've talked about have some big lead off to bring us in the next year. Yep. Except Arrow. Yep. It's it true. looks like they finally finalize all the flashbacks on the island. You know, people are going to go take a break or abandon their family, whatever. Yep. And we do already know that Curtis is going to be a main character next season. Yeah. And, and we know that Arsenal Roy's is coming, coming back. back next season. Yeah, yep. Roy's coming back. So that we've established, Roy, yeah, we've established that. And then we do, we, you know, like the 
Snart has signed on to yep. do, to appear in several episodes of Legends, Arrow, and Shield. Not uh, Shield, Flash. Flash. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Legends, Arrow, and Flash. So I mean, like, we do know of characters that are coming back. However, we don't have a big like same thing with yeah. We don't have a big storyline we're we going into. There's no big cliffhanger. Right. And it's Which just I found as, odd. It's just as well. Let mm. them reset the whole thing. I'm serious. Yeah. Well, apparently Felicity is not going anywhere ever. Oh. Now. So, are they back it, together? That's another thing that I read about online. Apparently, the, there's a huge divide between the fans. There are people who wanted him to be with Laurel, and there are people who wanted him to be with Felicity. And they hate each other, and they've actually, some of these fans have actually taken to harassing the actors and the actresses on Twitter because humans are horrible people. Wow. And uh, there's actually, supposedly, the writers didn't know who was going to be in the grave at the beginning of the season. I, Seriously. I had read I that as well. I, I kind of find that hard to believe. No, I had read that as well, that they weren't sure who was going to be in the grave, and it wasn't until about mid-season, and they threw Laurel in there for whatever reason. Because if you think about her death, it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It, there's a million ways that Dark could have killed her, but to stab her in the gut with an arrow. Yeah. Oh, I brought that one up. Yep. Yeah. So there are people out there who think that that was just um, some of the showrunners who actually preferred him being with Felicity, yeah. saying, "Oh well, screw you all." But see, I guess me personally, I don't care who he's in a relationship with, as long as the but, show's good. Right. Yeah, I don't care if he's with Laura. I don't care if he's with Felicity. But I want Felicity to be a part of the show. I yep. don't want to have awkward tension between them because of relationship issues, because I really enjoy her, right, and her role on the show and what she does, and I like her character a lot. Right. I guess if one of them had to go, I would vote for Laurel to go because of the two, she's the one I can deal without the most. Gotcha. And granted, I've never been a big fan of her version of Black Canary, anyways. Right. But I did like the realism of how she always seemed to be. Uh, she got beat up all the time. <laughs> she really did. She, you know, she did. She got beat up. It, she, it makes sense. She's not a tree. She's not apparently not as quick to study as Thea is yeah. when it comes to learn to fight. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's another thing in this episode when Malcolm just shows up out of nowhere. Oh yes. And joins them up, and no one questions it, says anything about it. They're just like, okay, we have someone else to help us. Yeah. And Malcolm's because, like, I was okay with his plan when I was going to be safe underground, but now that I might die, I am not okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it was yet another one of those, oh, Thea's about to get shot or stabbed or something, and oh, an arrow comes out of nowhere, and it's Malcolm standing on the stairway to rescue her, because yeah. that's all this show seems to care about, is fight scenes and surprise interventions. <laughs> and, and how Malcolm has become a baby face and a heel more times than anyone in professional wrestling history. <laughs> it's ridiculous. He, has, he, has, he, he literally switches sides with which way the wind is blowing. What a waste of an amazing actor. It really is. It really is. Cause you're like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't do it anymore. I can't talk about error anymore. Right, I thought this well, would be cathartic, but it's it's made me more angry. It's got, well, you know, what's weird. What's happened to me is I've become way more riled up about Arrow <laughs> than I was, and I'm less upset about Flash than I was <laughs> going into this. Good. You, know, you made some good arguments on the Flash side. I mean, I still have my reservations. It all depends on how they handle it. I yep. can see it being good now, whereas yes. I really couldn't see it before. Right. But 
I don't know. I don't know. So, um, I watched a few well, episodes I, of Person of Interest. I, I was about to bring that up as well. I, I thought this was going to be a short episode, but we're at now an hour fifteen minutes in. So, yep, <laughs> let's go filled, for it. <laughs> we filled the time frame. Um, I'm gonna have to get going here in a couple minutes, though. Yep, I gotta jump in the shower, get ready for work. But uh, I'm eight inch. We're already eight episodes into Person of Interest, and they're all phenomenal. And they're all been great. Yep. I mean, like, have yet to see a bad one. I have exactly. I've yet to see a bad episode this season. I mean, we have only what four episodes left, maybe five episodes. Is it thirteen they did or twelve? Thirteen, I believe. Okay, so we have five episodes left. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Yep. And um, finally, episode eight, the most recent one, Shaw. Yes, love Shaw it. finally gains her footing again. Love it. I love how like she shoots the guy in the chest and goes, "Oh, don't worry, this is just a simulation." <laughs> Doc, whatever's gonna come in soon and wake me up, and you'll be fine. Yep, <laughs> it was awesome. Because like seriously, like there was big concern where they've said, "Oh, she's been put through seven thousand, eight thousand simulations and everything." She seems to be handling it okay. Yep, she was always a strong. I always thought she was a bit stronger than Reese. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mentally, especially. So, and then uh, of course Fusco, he's like, "I'm out of the group because you kept things from me." Yep. Yep. And I, I don't blame him. Nope. I don't blame him at all. He's right. He is. He's like, I've done everything you've asked me to do. You know, I've had your back this whole time, and you don't trust me enough to tell me what's going on. Remember, in the very first episode, he was a dirty cop, and they turned oh, yeah. him. They yes. basically threatened him for half the first season, maybe the whole first season. It was, I think, almost the whole first season. Yeah. yeah. They'd, like, get things out of him by threatening him. Yep, yep. And, and then, he eventually became an ally. Yeah, he did. And really, where you were, where it turned for Fusco and you became a fan of his, and you really liked him a lot, is when they had him captured and they told him that they were going to kill his son. Yes. And they and they and uh, he wanted to talk to his son one more time or something like that. Right. Because it was either kill me or kill your son or whatever. Yep. Or, you know, and so... He gets on the phone and it's Shaw's voice and she says, "Like, don't worry, I I got him." <laughs> that was awesome. That, that was that was a great moment. Because <laughs> it's like all leverage they had him against him was gone. And but then she apologized to him too. She's just like, "I'm sorry, I had you know I I figured you'd want me to save your son over you." Right. And so that's when you like all of a sudden like instantly like, "Oh man, I really like Fusco. Yep, he's a great character. I don't yeah. want to die now." And then I, he and then he didn't. I hated him in the beginning, and yeah. then grew to love him. Because that was the big thing about it, too, was is because they were either going to kill her, I mean him, or the, the chick that went to Empire. I can't think of what her name was on the show. Oh, uh, I don't even remember either. Yeah, but that was the thing, and you, we, everyone thought Fusco was going to buy it. Yep. Everyone it really looked that way. He was so despised. Yep. But instead they killed her, and they turned him and made him a big fan favorite, if you will. And did so. it well. It did it well. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great show. It is. It is. I don't think I've been disappointed. I I don't I can't recall being disappointed with it. What is that snapping I keep hearing? Oh, I'm sorry. I the clip on my uh my microphone near the mute button. I ah. apparently I've been playing with it, sticking the cord behind it and pulling it in and out. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. So it's causing a clipping clicking noise. Sorry. I didn't know if that was like in the recording or not, but yeah, okay. It probably oh no, no, it's it it will be in the recording. <laughs> um, we're not gonna edit anything out of this, so um but now yeah. 
Now, the only other show that I watched this week that really meant something to me. Yeah. I got to ask, did you watch Preacher? Nope. <sighs> I'm going to say that I had more fun watching the premiere of Preacher than I have with a lot of shows in really? the recent history. Yep. I'll have to check it out then. It's impossible to describe. I yeah. could not sit here and say this is what it's about because there's no way to tell what it's about. It is crazy. It is psychotic. It is ridiculous. And it is awesome. You, you're going to sit there and I know you, Mike, you're going to be rubbing your hands the whole time and laughing to yourself. It is it's based on a comic book. Yes. So. And it's definitely not made for children, but it's so ridiculous and over the top. And by the end of the first episode, I have no idea what it's about. And yet I want to watch more. I cannot wait for the next episode, and that's the sign of a good show to me. Well, I mean, I think about Preacher. I think it's in the isn't it in the same universe? It is as um, Constantine. Yep. And and everything else. I, I believe guess. so. Sorry, I'm I'm yeah. a little. I'm I mean, it's, the, down it's, there, a but DC, I think it's a Vertigo imprint of DC Comics, and it was created by Garth Ennis, who also did The Boys. Yes, which is going to be coming on Cinemax. Yes, with Seth Rogen and company. And I, I just read all the issues of The Boys recently and um, digitally, and I loved it. It's very graphic and race, racy. Not racist, racy, but I loved it. Well, I'm telling you right now, do yourself a favor. The new episode yeah. of Preacher comes on tonight, but yeah. get on AMC.com or whatever you need to. The first episode is an hour and a half long with commercials. Okay. Um, the second one will be on tonight, and watch it, and you're going to enjoy it. Okay. You, you're going to enjoy uh, this is how you make a bazooka, and uh, you're really going to enjoy the airplane. I believe yep. uh, I'm just throwing these out here so that when it comes back to it, you're going to be like, "He was right. I did enjoy the airplane." Well, I was thinking about checking the show out anyways because uh, the guys I do the wrestling podcast with and Martin and Paul all love it, and probably Aaron Bell uh, <laughs> all watched and loved it. So, well, what else? A was... lot of people. I'll save my notes from the first episode for the okay. next time we do the podcast, and then okay. we can talk about both episodes together. All right, sounds good. So, yeah. Well, I think we're going to call this a podcast. I think we should call it a podcast as well. I was going to talk about Ash vs. Evil Dead this week because uh, I didn't think I was, we were going to have a lot to talk about, but uh, we definitely filled the time. So. Yes, we did. You know what? I'm not even going to save that for another week. <laughs> I am going to talk about it right now. I'm just going to get it out of there. I'm going to talk about it now. I'm going to say what I have to feel about it just to get it done so we're not dragging this out another Baker's Dozen episodes. It was really good. You should check it out. I agree. Excellent. Cool. All right. So thanks for listening. Uh, this has been uh, What Did You Watch This Week? Uh, my name is Mike. You can find me on the Twitter at uh, SuperstarML. And my name is John because I never actually did say it in the beginning again, did I? I got all confused with that episode number it was. But you can find me on the Twitter at the Quantum Geek. That's G33K. Cool. And the show itself is at What Did You Watch? And uh, feel free to hit us up. Questions, comments, concerns. Uh, tell us a show that you're watching that we're not watching, that, that you may, or a movie or anything like that that we might check out. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, everybody. I right, talk to you next week. Later. Later.